0: This episode is brought to you by TBS. It's October, and that means the MLB postseason is back on TBS. You can watch the biggest and brightest in the American League take the field and battle it out for a spot in the World Series. There will be crazy hits and clutch performances, jaw-dropping action from the Division Series on October 11th, and, of course, you have to watch the crowning of the next American League champion. Catch the best of the MLB postseason all month long on TBS. You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play. Download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5. Deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
1: Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League, every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective, with pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron.
2: Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network for Tuesday, February 16th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith. Uh, And Jimmy Murphy will be along momentarily as well as we're ready to break down the Tuesday NHL card. Five games on tap, multiple games postponed, a couple of teams coming back from COVID-19 shutdowns tonight as well. So lots to talk about. But on days like this where we have a shorter card and only five games to look forward to tonight on this Tuesday card, we always like to take a little glimpse back at last night. And if you were watching the NHL action unfold last night, it's worth talking about it and discussing it a little bit because that was mayhem. That was carnage. Uh, that was all out, uh, you know, a shit show to be honest with you on the ice last night with, in terms of high scoring games, if you liked overs and you liked goals, like I do uh, certainly we saw a lot of that last night. We saw a bunch of teams have big leads and blow them. Columbus did to Carolina. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets even against Edmonton. They let a lead slip away, although they came back to hang on uh, for a 6-5 uh, to five victory uh, in that game. Heck, even Florida did their best to try to blow it against Tampa Bay uh, last night uh, in that game, and they had to hang on. But, of course, the crowning achievement of collapses, the crowning achievement of blowing it uh, and coughing up a lung with a massive lead last night goes to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, it really was A a remarkable comeback for Ottawa, a remarkable collapse for Toronto, I guess depending on which way you want to look at it and what side of the fence you're sitting on. But when you look at it from a Toronto perspective, look, uh, everybody and his brother that watches and comments on NHL hockey, Alex, they were talking about how this Leafs team defensively has made so much improvement this year so far with their ability to defend, their ability to not have to be caught running around in their own zone, being hemmed in multiple shifts. You know, there's been years where I've seen this Leaf defense basically, you know, stuck in their own zone for two minutes. And the other team's got like two different line shifts in a row against them. uh, And the Leafs still can't get the puck out. We've seen that from many Leaf teams in the years past. And to me, the most uh, impressive thing with Toronto early this season was their ability to just get the puck out, not spend a lot of time in their own zone, not turn the puck over, uh, be able to play with the lead. That has been something that was really strong for them this season up until last night, well you could say the third period against Montreal as well on Saturday. but uh, just as I said on Twitter last night, uh, it was uh, a ghosts of Toronto Maple Leaf teams past that we saw last night, a little ode to Ebenezer Scrooge right there. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you're you're feeling like Scrooge today, pretty grumpy, pretty miserable. Uh, if you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, uh, seeing what happened last night in that game uh, against the Ottawa Senators. But uh, I'll say this about Ottawa. Look, they've, they've obviously got a very young group. Uh, they're going to have some a lot of rough nights. There's, there's going to be a lot of nights on the schedule ahead for the uh, Senators where they just get their ass kicked. Uh, but they work hard. And DJ Smith instilled that work ethic in this hockey team. And if you think you're just going to trot out there and get two points against them, you better think again. If you think they're just going to switch off the effort and turn off the uh, intensity, Ottawa, when they get down in a game, think again. We saw it against Winnipeg on Saturday. They came back. We saw it again last night against Toronto. They came back. So uh, give Ottawa a lot of credit for that. And I feel like after all those games last night, guys, Uh, I felt like I had to pour a big bucket of ice water over my head because I was just, you know, I was excited. Uh, There's energy, adrenaline flowing through my veins, watching all of this carnage on the ice unfold. I felt like I needed a cool down after all of that. Uh, Thankfully, it worked out well from a betting perspective. Good night for me, uh, for Alex as well. He did a really good job with the card. Jimmy had some winners as well. Good calls. So it was a good night uh, overall for us from a betting perspective. Uh, Alex, we'll get your thoughts uh, here on what we saw Last night it was a manic Monday for sure in NHL. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you know, it seems like this might be, you know, a theme we'll see from time to time. Like we talked about how condensed the schedule is and you know, now with more postponements now because of weather, not necessarily COVID issues and different things. You know, some teams are just gonna have these flat spots, not necessarily at the start of the game, but you know, throughout the the last, you know, two you know, two periods or the last twenty minutes of play. Uh I think that's just what we saw from Toronto. I mean, they've been playing really well and all of a sudden they just completely fell flat. But at the same time, you know, historically Ottawa has played Toronto well. That is a a rivalry that means more, it seems, to the Senators than the Leafs. Uh, And it's proven, you know, more often than not, uh, you know, in the final score, uh, no matter how good or bad either one of these clubs are. So, you know, you have to kind of take those things into consideration. That's why live betting is so crucial. Uh, You know, if you are able I I was able to hammer one of the next goal props with Ottawa, but I didn't think they were going to come back. And tie things up, and let alone go on and, and win the game. Uh, but once they got that shorthanded goal late in the second, okay, the momentum was on their side. Maybe they get another goal, but then they probably would let one back in. That was my my theory and thinking. Uh, did not expect for Toronto to be held scoreless the rest of the way. And then you look at uh, the game with Buffalo and the Islanders. Buffalo didn't even get a shot off in the, in the third period. They were out outshot twelve nothing. Uh, There's actually one sports book that refunded. Buffalo moneyline bets as a result of that they they claimed to be it was a bad beat and I I disputed that on Twitter I'm like how is that a bad beat they didn't get a shot off in 20 minutes they were a bad team and that was just a bad night for them but uh, that's not nearly as bad of a beat as if you had Toronto or or if you had Columbus where Columbus looked like they were gonna cruise looked like they would have won seven to three and they ended up losing seven to three so uh, it's just one of those weird nights and like I said you know if if you're uh, a new better to the NHL you got to take these in strides. These things are going to happen, uh, uh, you know, some nights. Uh, you're going to get lucky and have some big wins on your side, some big comebacks, and then sometimes you're going to get burned by comebacks as well. So especially with this kind of a, a topsy-turvy season and, you know, a lot of condensed nights and, uh, you know, the different just travel ranges and everything, nothing is, is consistent as far as a timing basis goes. And, uh, you know, we always talk about this. This is a, a ritualistic sport, a timing sport. It, it messes up things on, on the ice sometimes. Uh, just put things off the ice as well, so yeah, for sure, Alex. Uh, I think we lost in there
3: for a bit, but yeah. uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I can't believe they did that though on the third period there with Buffalo.
1: Yeah, it was, gotta, uh, I'm, I'm not sure, did, sure I what, I what book it was. It was, was. Like you
3: <laughs> get me back in life, do <laughs> that, like, uh, you know, I had, I had a rough drunk night the other night,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly, yeah, did I it, get that
3: back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, wow. and, and like I said, and, and and it it was odd that they picked that game because, like I said, w- just in the last week we could talk about all kind of different games that uh, blown leads, and even look at the you know the Hawks Red Wings game last night where yeah, yeah. you know the Hawks were cruising there you know and the Hawks were actually fortunate to be up two one in that game they really should have yeah. been a, a, a Wings win honestly the way that they played the first forty minutes and then uh, once again they pull another game out in overtime uh, yeah. and then you look at Arizona and St Louis that game you know one nothing early and then you know. It just pretty much just stays pat after them playing for the seventh consecutive game. So, like I said, and that that rhythm and momentum, too, is, is going to be uh, a big deal. We're going to see that more often than not with things, because I think now we have a real serious stretch of where teams are playing three games in a row against one another as opposed to just a standard, too.
3: Yeah, and good luck, I mean, looking ahead to that outdoor game on Sunday with the Flyers and Bruins that amazingly is still on. Um, good luck trying to figure that yep. one out. I mean, considering what the Flyers have been through, and then and then both teams are going to be flying five to six hours there just for mm-hmm. one game. You know, with everything else going on around them, I I just wonder, you know, mentally where are those are both teams going to be at? Like looking at that game, like what the hell are we doing here? I mean, yeah, it's cool, it's beautiful, and you know what? Blah blah blah, but. <laughs> It's just it, – I'm not going to go near that game to be honest. I mean, sometimes on those outdoor games, I love to take the under just because I think it's hard to get a feel for any outdoor yeah. weather. But I don't know. That's going to be interesting. But, yeah, crazy night there. But I actually – I'll stay on with you until Ian gets back. But I got to run right. to get to a doctor's uh,
0: yeah.
3: and then get home before Liverpool. Um, <laughs> anyhow, uh, with these games tonight, I mean, I don't know where you want to start. Do um, uh,
1: you, you just just run through what plays you have, and okay. then like we will just go through.
3: Cool, playoffs. cool. So I'm loving the under again. Speaking of that Sabres Islanders, uh, I'm loving the under in uh, in that Sabres Islanders game. I mean, I don't mm. see Buffalo will likely get a shot in the third period of this game. I, I think, but <laughs> maybe, um, maybe. I I just don't see them all of a sudden having this rocket fuel offense out of the blue. It's just not going to happen. And of course, with the the way the Islanders clamp it down, uh, I'm loving the under, and that's actually going to be my best bet tonight. Uh, pens capitals. I like the pens on the money line. Uh, devils Rangers. Uh, this, this is a tough game a little for me to figure out, but I'm actually going to take the devils in regulation in that game. And then, uh, with the Avs and the uh, golden Knights, uh, at a five and a half, uh, it's just irresistible for me to not take the over here. Uh, I know the goaltending has been great for the golden Knights, but I just think there's too much offense on either side for these teams not to, uh, click so give me the over and that. So those are my four plays.
2: All right. I am back. Uh, sorry, technical issues. We did have a snowstorm here today, a brutal one uh, here in southern Ontario. Oh, wow. And I'm wondering if that's had an effect. But, yeah, there's yeah, been I lost, some, yeah,
3: I lost power here today, too. We had an ice On storm. On and off
2: power. Yeah, well, yeah. in the mid, middle of February. We're right in the dead <laughs> yeah. winter right now. Uh, and you're seeing the effects of it uh, right now. Uh, in this game, is that it, Jimmy? You're giving your picks. Are you taking off now? Yeah, because
3: I got I got a Dodgers appointment, guys, at two thirty. I apologize. Um, All so right. I got to run down to that. Thankfully, it's right down the street, and then uh, and then back here to watch my watch my lads. Uh, hopefully, get a win in the Champions League. I hope. <laughs> yeah, well, they I, suck
2: right now. In yeah, they do. But you, you know ball what? Bonus
3: pick, take them on the people. money line. You're not gonna, you're not gonna get a plus 130 many times with Liverpool. So no, I, sure.
2: I, I'm t- my my soccer guy says Red Bull Leipzig's the play. So I'm going with. Oh, that.
3: Woo. well, I hope he's wrong. you <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, have a good one, eh? All
2: right. Yeah, good see stuff. You, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, we'll see even. you tomorrow. Yep, take care. Right. Later. There he is, the one and only Jimmy Murphy. Sports writer, (laughs) NHL writer, NHL beat reporter for the Boston Bruins and our fellow colleague here on the Ice Guys. Uh, He gave you his plays. I think he said the Islanders' sabers under uh, five and a half was his best bet. I may not be rooting for him on that one because we're <laughs> going to talk about the Islanders and Sabres right now. Uh, Islanders minus minus one thirty, uh, road favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under in this one. Now the show can settle into its normal flow here. We've had, you know, fits and starts with technology. We've had Jimmy having to leave early for a doctor's appointment. So now we can get, get to the matters at hand and look, there's no doubt at all. The Buffalo Sabres did nothing offensively. There's no doubt. And if you like the under for those reasons, I understand that. I mean, Buffalo is – they didn't get anything clicking, you could tell. It kind of like with Colorado when they came back from their first game with the COVID shutdown against Vegas on Sunday. If you watch that game, take to tape passes and, you know, being, you know, quick puck movement, quick decisions, you know, get yourself in open areas before the defense can get set. That's the key to being able to generate scoring chances and score goals. Being one step ahead of the opponent, not just your skating stride and your speed – it's the decision making. It's the puck movement. It's the passing. It's got to be pinpoint. You know, you can't miss a pass or put it off the guy's stick or put it behind him and it screws up the whole play. And often the puck can exit the zone. And there you go. There's your chance thwarted. And we saw a lot of that from Colorado Sunday against Vegas in their first game after the long break, the long pause. Kind of saw that again with Buffalo last night as well uh, against the New York Islanders uh, in that game. Things weren't clicking. I don't care how long you've been off. The fact you don't have a shot on goal in the third period last night, that's flat out despicable for the Buffalo Sabres. So we know the Islanders are probably the better of these two teams. They are, but to not get a shot on goal in the third period at home, just not very good from the Buffalo Sabres. So with that in mind, I expect them to throw a lot of rubber at the net tonight for the new, uh, against the New York Islanders. Now, whether the puck, goes in remains to be seen but you know to my surprise we had Semyon Varlamov in net all day long it was looking likely that Sorokin was going to get the first start Ilya Sorokin in net for the Islanders they'd rest Varlamov hold him for tonight hold him back for tonight's game but he actually got the game last night and Barry Trotz said it it his a morning skate press conference today likely Ilya Sorokin in net tonight, and his numbers aren't great. 0-3 on the season, sub-900 save percentage uh, for Sorokin this season, sub-900 or or over three, I should say, goals against average for him as well. So, again, he has not necessarily stepped up and played well uh, in those opportunities when he's been given the net here for this Islanders team. So you factor that in, you factor in the fact that the uh, Sabres – uh, are a team that's coming off just a, a terrible third period where they just didn't generate anything, didn't even get a shot. You would expect Buffalo to be pretty aggressive in their approach here uh, going into this game. On the flip side, the New York Islanders, I'll tell you what, they've put in goals lately, Alex, three goals in their, five of their last six games. Uh, Anthony Beauvillier, too, who's been one of their best, off brightest uh, lights offensively you know, the last season or so. uh, He's coming back from injury tonight for the Islanders. So they're going to get a boost in that regard, getting the uh, services of Anthony Beauvillier uh, back in the lineup. As I mentioned on the show yesterday when we teed up this game, Anders Lee, uh, Jordan Eberle, uh, Matthew Barzell, all of these guys in really good form right now at the moment for the Islanders. And as much as I'm worried about, Sorokin being the goalie for the Islanders. I'm just as worried that Carter Hutton might be the goalie tonight uh, for the Buffalo Sabres in this game. With Linus Allmark getting the start last night, there's a good chance we're going to end up seeing um, uh, Carter Hutton tonight. And you talk about a guy that's numbers uh, in between the pipes have not been very good. Uh, that remains a problem for Carter Hutton. Here's a goalie with a sub-900 save percentage, a goals against average above three, Uh, hasn't been very, very good in the minimal amount of starts he's had this year. So I think with this game being low scoring last night, 3-1 Islander win, with I think Buffalo looking to really charge up, ramp things up, push the uh, pace, push the attack, be more aggressive, shoot the puck a lot more, two suspect goalies, I think I'm going to go over this total here. Five and a half, it's even money, plus 100, and it's worth noting, actually, Buffalo has been an over team off and under and so have the Islanders of late. You look at the Islanders when they play an under more often than not, the next game's gone over. They've not been that game in game out under team every single game this year, this Islanders team. So I think you put all those factors together uh, and this game can find its way over the total. So I'm an Islanders Sabres here over five and a half plus 100. Alex, what's your take on this game?
1: Well, I'm just going to keep on riding this uh, first period over trend with the Islanders. And like I said, the fact that we might see both of the weaker goalies in net, uh, and the fact that Buffalo, as I mentioned, yeah, no shots on goal in that third period, you know, they're going to obviously want to come out with a hot start uh, in this game, especially, you know, f- finishing as flat as they did. So uh, I think, you know, we won't need two quick goals from the Islanders like we got last night. That, that game looked like it was going to. Uh, just, you know, sit under the entire time. And like I said, Islanders start off hot and then they kind of cool off and play their style of defense. And like I said, it's going to take time for Buffalo to get acclimated. It's going to take time for a lot of these teams that have missed, you know, multiple games and, 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 you know, over a week of of play. Uh, And, you know, we're seeing a bunch of them in action tonight. So things may not, you know, go that well again for Buffalo overall, but uh, I think we'll see a, a good amount of energy. Uh, and, and back and forth play for the first 20 minutes. So I like that first period over one and a half. You can get that even money as well. All
2: right, over one and a half, plus 100 first period. Alex, uh, this game was good to him last night, the Islanders and Sabres. Islanders in regulation was also his best bet uh, on yesterday's show. So a nice 2-0 for Alex from this. Islanders Sabers matchup last night he's going right back to the uh, first period over i lean islanders but i'm not going to lay a price on the road with a goalie that hasn't won yet this year and if we expect it to be Sorokin, uh that's the one thing that would hold me off the islanders i lean to the islanders but uh, i'm just going to stick with the over here uh, speaking of overs uh if you've been betting overs with washington and pittsburgh holy mackerel you just keep one, winning one after another after another uh and they're playing each other again tonight Pittsburgh minus one twenty-five home favorites total six and a half shaded to the under. You often hear me use the term on this show: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's one of my favorite terms. If I find a trend or angle or streak that keeps on cashing, I'm not jumping off the streak, and I'm going to keep on riding it. That's what I'm doing here over the total. I mean, as simple as that. I mean, it's a six to three for Pittsburgh on Sunday. Uh, between these two teams, that's the seventh straight over between the Capitals and Penguins. Seven and zero to the over uh, in their last seven games head to head. Capitals can't shut down Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh can't shut down Washington. I think we've seen these two teams play each other enough to figure that out. I mean, you're not splitting the atoms seeing Washington give up goals and uh, against Pittsburgh in bunches and vice versa. And say, you know what? These teams are struggling to defend one another, uh, and that's exactly what we've seen consistently with these two teams. And the fact that Pittsburgh. It's very well documented. Their power play has been a huge disappointment. There's no reason for Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, and guys of this caliber up front to have an 0-for-21 slide on the power play. But they finally bumped the slump on Sunday with Brian Rust's power play goal. And, man, that top line that Mike Sullivan's put together in recent games now with Rust, Crosby, and Gensel – man, it is, it is producing and it's finally coming to life. They had four goals and eight points combined in the Sunday win against Washington. Very impressive numbers from them. Washington's defense is out of sorts right now and it's been that way for several games now. They've allowed 22 goals in their last four games combined. They're giving up an average of 5.5 goals per game during that span, this Washington team. Uh, that's just awful numbers. And I don't want to say VTech Vanacek's been figured out but he's definitely not having the success the last few games that he did when he first took over for the absent Ilya Samsonov. And, you know, again, we've talked, we've talked about it with Reimer last night too. You know, the more goalies play, the more they get tired, the more they wear down and the more the opponents have tendencies and weaknesses that they can look at at the goalie and say, this is where we can beat the guy. This is where he's vulnerable, you know? So especially goalies that aren't bona fide, you know, tried and true number one goalies. And that's, I think, what we've got here with Vitek Vanacek right now with Washington. Certainly Tristan Jari's had an up and down year uh, as well. And here's an interesting stat. And again, I'm diving into some of these advanced metrics that matter to me, like the expected goals and the high danger chances, high danger save percentage. This is a good metric for goalies. Goalies that are facing those you know, 10-bell, 5-star, 10-star, whatever you want to call them, scoring chances – Are they bailing their teams out or are they letting the goal in or are they, you know, letting the puck beat them? Well, the Washington Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins this season, they rank 27th and 31st in the NHL, respectively, in terms of lowest high danger save percentage from their goaltending. So these are two teams that aren't getting their goaltenders to bail them out. You know, Jari and DeSmith aren't doing that, although mostly it's been Jari and VTech Vanacek hasn't been doing it for Washington. So these are two of the teams that are, you know, basically bottom five in the NHL in worst high danger save percentage this season. So you factor all of this in and the offensive weaponry both teams have and the defensive question marks and the goaltending question marks both teams have right now. Uh, and like I say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, for me, Washington Pittsburgh over six and a half here, minus 120. We'll see if we get an eighth straight over. Uh, between these two teams alex what do you think here capitals penguins
1: yeah i'm going with the first period over in this one too you can get it at two plus 115 or plus 120 uh you look at the last six meetings they've gone five and one of the first period over and that's if you were laying either you know one and a half goals or two uh we've seen two one three to one three nothing so like i said it's been high scoring early uh in these contests like i said with vanacek I'm getting a lot of minutes early. Like I said, it's the same thing with Ryan, it's the same thing with some of these other backup goalies. You know, the, the workload uh, gets to be increased this early uh, and it's a bit unfamiliar. And like I said, it's a Pittsburgh team that, you know, moves are going to be made at some point. It seems like now, you know, there's a lot of rumblings and, and different talks now with now with Hextall and Burke uh, being in that front office. So, you know, guys are going to be, you know, uh, a, a little bit fired up and motivated. Hey, you know, if they want to stick around, you know, they've got to prove their metal, prove their worth. Uh, despite the fact that they've been a, a good team for a long time. So I like this one to go over uh, in the first period. For sure, two goals, that's official. And then just a slight lean with the over uh, six and a half because he said you wonder if things could slow down a little bit because of how familiar these teams are with one another. But uh, like I said, it just hasn't been the, the trend overall. Uh, so you just kind of worry with that high of a number. So I'm just going to stay, Pat, with the over two. And if I see any adjustments, I'll play in game.
2: You know that's the funny thing in these two teams in every meeting you've got you've had goals early in the game and you've actually had the goals the goals in some of these games head to head with these two teams this season actually pick up in the second and third period especially when you know Pittsburgh pulled off some of those comebacks I'll tell you what if Washington somehow loses again to Pittsburgh uh, they're going to be thankful they don't see the Penguins again anytime soon because uh, uh, it's been a uh, it's been a rough time of it for the Washington Capitals head to head this year uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I know a lot of people that I've talked to like Washington here, but you know I said Pittsburgh could be a bet on team with the regime change with Burke and Hextall at the helm. These players are now figuring out that hey, if we're going to make something out of this season, we got to show Brian Burke, our new president of hockey ops and Ron Hextall, our new GM, that we're going to be a good hockey team, that we can go on a run. We can be a playoff team. We want them breaking up the core, you know, all the rumors of Latang being traded, Crosby being traded, even Malkin being traded, uh, and the only way you do that is you go out there and get results and you get wins to prove to the brass that, hey, we're good. We can be a good team. We can be a playoff team or a cup contender, and I think Pittsburgh's got an onus to try to do that right now, and they've played like it the first uh, couple of games uh, since that front office shakeup uh, was announced uh, last week. Uh, next up, we've got, we're going to skip the late games and we'll come back to them. We're going to do the last of the early games first. New Jersey, uh, New York Rangers, uh, the Rangers minus 135, home favorites, five and a half here, the total shaded to the over. Uh, the Rangers have been an under machine, and it's kind of shocked me uh, that they've actually regressed quite a bit offensively. We're waiting for Mika Zabanejad to get going, and I think at some point he's got to score. He's getting chances, he's doing a lot of the right things. It's just the puck is not going in the net for them. And every elite forward is going to have one of these times during a long season where, you know what, they're getting chances, they're getting shots, the opportunities are there, the production isn't. And right now that's the case for Mika of the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, The New Jersey Devils have had a very long uh, COVID hiatus. And from what I can see, they've still got a lot of guys that are ailing, you know, going into this return to play here tonight against the – New York Rangers, and that's definitely something you've got to be at at least a little bit concerned about with the uh, the Devils coming into this game. You know, when Devils, uh, you know, played their last game, you know, you have to remember uh, they had a bunch of positives in terms of their COVID testing. So you wonder if a lot of these players have been able to get themselves back to full strength for this game. The Devils had 19 players, 19, 19 on the COVID-19 uh, list at one point. You know, now that number's uh, been reduced to five. Then it went down from 19 to 13, then 13 to five. Uh, the only, the players that have not been cleared, though, you know, Dmitry Kulikov, a veteran defenseman, Travis Zajac, one of their better two-way forwards. Uh, defensively, he's probably a bigger impact even than offensively. Nathan Bastion's played well, Nikita Gusev, and the big one, of course, is Niko Hishier. Uh, he looks like he's not in tonight for the uh, Devils. So they're still a little bit shorthanded. I worry about them in this spot. The New York Rangers, certainly uh, they've struggled in one goal games. Uh, They've not exactly lit it up offensively. Or Panarin might be out again tonight as well uh, for the Rangers. So keep an eye on that. But I think it definitely sets up situationally well for the Rangers after a couple of really tough, uh, frustrating losses to the Bruins. I thought they give the Bruins a good go uh, in both games, uh, but fell just short. So I like the Rangers here, but I think maybe to make it a little more bang for my buck, I'm going to go with them in regulation here uh, in this game on the New York Rangers side. Get a little bit better price on that. I think that's probably uh, a good way to go, and certainly for better value, a little bit more with the regulation on the Rangers than uh, the full game money line. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here, Devils and Rangers?
1: Yeah, it's the same thing I played. I've got them plus 110 in, in regulation the Rangers. He said the Devils, of all the teams uh, that have missed – Action, like I said, they had more guys that, you know, were tested positive and, and truly affected by this, uh, you know, so far this season. So it's it's going to be a, a, a good while for this team. And even like I said, it's kind of the same thing I said with Buffalo. You know, when they were healthy, they just weren't that good of a hockey team. So now uh, when you throw in the fact that all these guys have been dealing with, with these issues and, you know, just been off for such a long time. Uh, that's gonna be hard to to do again. And you know, you're playing against a rival in the Rangers, uh, a Rangers team that desperately needs to win after losing three in a row. So I think uh, New York's gonna come out here, you know, hot and focused. So I like them in regulation plus a dollar ten.
2: All right, liking them in regulation plus one ten, as am I. I'm also. I forgot to mention this. Also going to play this game over the total. I know the Rangers have been on a very big time uh, under trend, but I think this is a chance where they get to flex their muscles a bit find their scoring legs a little bit, find some offense. You know, they're going to finally take a step down in class, certainly defensive class facing New Jersey, you know, after playing some of the tougher teams like the Islanders and the Bruins, some of the teams that the Rangers have had to play lately. So I think this is one of those games too. You could, you could look at it three different ways. You could take Rangers regulation line, uh, Alex and I have, that's probably the one I like the most. But you could also maybe look Rangers team total over. That's not a bad way to go. And uh, the full game over, I think, could get there as well. So uh, I just think New Jersey with, again, way more positive COVID. It's like 19 for COVID-19 for this hockey team uh, because they had 19 players test positive. And uh, I know there's still five now that are held out and everybody else is eligible and playing tonight. But still, you know, you've been battling this thing. You haven't been moving around a whole lot. You've been in isolation Uh, and now all of a sudden you got to go out there and play a hockey game against a team that, A, is probably better than you, and B, is definitely going to be focused and not look past the Devils after back-to-back losses to the Bruins. So definitely some good reasons to like the Rangers here tonight uh, in this game. Uh, Minnesota Wild, L.A. Kings. Here we go, another team back from the COVID-19 pause, the Minnesota Wild. They're laying minus 130 to minus 135 on the road at Staples in L.A., Uh, the total five-and-a-half across the board. See there's been a lot of money here on Minnesota there have, despite the long hiatus for the Minnesota Wild uh, a lot of money has come in on them because this was close to even money and now the Wild a good minus 130 to minus 135 favorite I don't know I, it's, this this one's tough because I understand the, the 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 worry about the Kings the Kings have definitely struggled uh in recent games uh no question about that uh but you look at Minnesota you know the sizable amount of their team is still uh, not coming with them on this road trip here to 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 LA. You're talking about uh, Nick Bonino, Victor Rask, Nico Sturm, Jonas Brodin, Ian Cole, Brad Hunt, Carson Soucy, Cam Talbot, uh, goaltender for the like. This is a lot of players that are not accompanying the Wild on this road trip here because they're still on the COVID-19 protocol list. So you've also got some issues there. You've also got Jared Spurgeon and Matt Dumba uh, that have been battling injuries. Uh, we'll have to see if they're in tonight. But, you know, there's a lot of potential personnel absences tonight for the uh, Minnesota Wild. And I think if they're fully uh, healthy roster-wise going into this matchup tonight against the L.A. Kings, they're probably a good bet at minus 130 tonight because they I think they are better than the L.A. Kings. But there's question marks, you know, availability. Uh, again, the long hiatus. Are they going to be sharp that first game? I think it can go both ways. I know we saw Dallas and Vegas play well the first game back, but it didn't uh, – continue that way for Colorado uh, on Sunday against Vegas. So uh, it, to me, it's one of those situations where I'd like to back Minnesota, but there's enough question marks and there's certainly enough of a price move here toward the Minnesota side that I'm no longer interested. I'm out now that it's up to minus minus one thirty. So for me, this is a sit back and watch game. I'm passing on it. Alex, what about you uh, wild and Kings?
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate with uh, the wild, you know, getting obviously it's unfortunate for all the teams that have suffered, uh, you know, COVID absences, but, they were in such a good rhythm playing competitive hockey night in, night out. And, you know, we kind of saw some really good battles between the Wild and L.A. so far. Of course, they had the two comebacks in Staples Center at the beginning of the year. Uh, and then they traded off wins uh, here in St. Paul. But he like says too many guys missing right now. Uh, you know, you worry about the cohesiveness of, of this team, uh, you know, getting back and getting acclimated. But at the same time, I don't want to back L.A. either here in this spot, even though, uh, like I said, it's been, you know, some good spirited matchups and I'm sure they want to get a win knowing that, you know, they've lost three of the last four against them. Uh, this will be a game I'm more, I'm definitely going to be watching and, and seeing how the wild react uh, might jump in with something in game, but I've got nothing as of right now. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's definitely
2: a live betting game. I agree with that. There, there might be something that I get interested in from a live betting standpoint based on what we're watching, uh, but that remains to be seen here uh, in this one. Um by the way, uh, some people in the chat wondering about goaltenders. Um, Scott Wedgwood is projected, but there is a chance it's Blackwood. It just hasn't been confirmed yet uh, from the New Jersey side. Uh, who is going to be a net here for them tonight? Uh, I'm going to see if I can get an update on that before we get to the uh, final game, which is probably the game of the night. Arguably, washington Pittsburgh's pretty good, too. But uh, Colorado-Vegas, if it's anything like that Sunday game, it probably will be. Uh, the game of the night. But you look at New Jersey, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood is back and eligible to play. The question is, uh, will Lindy Ruff decide to give him uh, the starting assignment tonight uh, in this game against the uh, New York Rangers here? He's been added to the roster. He could start. That's the last update I have. Could start uh, tonight against the uh, Rangers. So it'll be either, it's it's going to be something. Something Wood is going to start in net tonight for uh, New Jersey. Black or Wedge, take your pick. Black or Wedge. We'll find out uh, later on, but uh, right now, unconfirmed. And it'll be Igor Shosturkin uh, for the New York Rangers. That much uh, we do know. And uh, he's starting to play a lot better, uh, Igor Shisterkin, uh, the last few games for the Rangers. All right, game of the night. Look, don't be fooled by the final score Sunday. That was a great hockey game. one nothing can be a good hockey game. If there's great goaltending and there's still a, an abundance of chances, and there were in that game, it was a great hockey game. It should be a good one again tonight. Colorado and Vegas for the second straight time in Sin City. Vegas minus 110 to minus 115 home favorites here. The total five and a half shaded to the over. Some sixes uh, in some spots here uh, in this game. Uh, Vegas with the one nothing win uh, against Colorado. Uh, and all of a sudden, Marc-Andre Fleury, who of course has had to start all of these games lately for uh, Robin Leonard, who's still out with that upper body injury. All he's done is step in. For Leonard and been remarkable seven and one one point three eight goals against nine forty four save percentage for Mark Andre Fleury and eight starts this season for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's been lights out. He's been shutting the door, been a brick wall uh, in between the pipes for this Golden Knights team this season. Uh, his only loss this season was that one nothing game against Anaheim where he only gives up a goal and he loses. So that's how good he's been. However, and it seems like it's just how could you not ride vegas how could you not ride flurry the way he's going right now all peter de boer would say and he said this like two or three times after the game on uh, sunday against colorado i got to get flurry some rest i got to get flurry some rest he's starting to look a little tired well you wouldn't know by his performance but that's all peter de boer would say after the game against colorado and if flurry's in net tonight it's now all of a sudden third start in four nights for him fourth start in six nights form. And it's actually a guy that long-term in his career, when he's had an increased workload and having to start, you know, back, uh, not back to back, but having to start a, a bunch of games in a condensed period of time. That's sometimes where he's not quite as sharp as he normally would be. So that kind of concerns me a little bit here for golden. Knight. It's tough to say, Oh, this is a night where Flurry's going to not be quite as good considering how he's played so far, but it's kind of the way I feel. And from a Colorado standpoint, they had the better chance. They had the better expected goal margin against Vegas on Sunday. They had more high danger chances against Vegas on Sunday. Um, they had the edge in some of those uh, ul- ul- ulterior uh, advanced numbers. Despite the one nothing loss on Sunday, I think there's a very good chance they're sharper. Jared Bednar said our passes just weren't clicking. And that extra little burst in your legs and your and energy that you need to complete plays to get scoring chances and score goals. We were lacking that, you know, the effort was good. We were, you know, we had the puck a lot, but we were just missing the finish, missing that final great pass, missing that final connection in the offensive zone to really put them in a great chance to score. Uh, That was lacking and that's all timing, you know, for a team that hadn't played in a few weeks. So I think they get some of that back tonight. Yeah, it does concern me a little bit. Colorado is still very much, you know, banged up on the blue line. Although there's some some good news that Kale McCarr might be back tonight for Colorado. He's been upgraded to a game time decision. And there was thought that he might miss this game initially as well. So uh, if they can get him back, he is huge. And Bowen Byram has stepped up and been amazing for them. This guy at 19 years old is showing he is ready uh, to be an NHL defenseman already. So I like the spot for Colorado here and I'm not going to go against them off a loss. This team is just absolutely nails when they're off a defeat, and already this year, a perfect 4-0 and off a loss this season. And when I look at the value here, Alex, they were minus 115 on Sunday, Colorado, yet now they're like plus 100, and I think the situation in the spot is better for them now than it was on Sunday. So I think the value has shifted enough to the Avs here, where even though Vegas is a tough team to go against right now and Fleury's an even tougher goalie to go against right now, I'm going to go against them with Colorado here plus 100 in this game. And I'm also going to bet over five and a half here, minus 120. He had a low-scoring, tight-checking game. All this talk about Flurry now, maybe the, a lot of games that he's played in a short period of time. Peter DeBoer talking about you got to get him some rest. That's kind of like a tilt from the coach that maybe, he, you know, some kind of down t- tick in his performance could happen for him. Maybe it's tonight. And I think Colorado offensively will execute a lot better. So I like the abs. I like the over here. Should be a good one. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts? Abs, Golden Knights.
1: Yeah, it's just a lean to, to the abs. It's nothing uh, official, like I said, because this is a, a Vegas team that has been playing very well. And, and they have these lapses at times where they don't get their offense rolling. You know, this is the third game uh, in, in the last 10 contests they've had where it was a one nothing final, be it win or loss, a 2-1 and uh, in one nothing contest uh, with that last the matchup. So, you know, that's a, a bit of a concerning spot for them. Obviously, like I said, when you're playing against a Colorado team that does well off of a loss, uh, and they have the offensive firepower more consistently uh, than Vegas. So that's why it's, it would be a lean. If I had to play anything, it would be the avalanche uh, here here in this spot. But like I said, these are two tough teams, and they know that they're battling neck and neck uh, in that division race. So they take these games uh, with the utmost importance and seriousness. So uh, I'll be watching it for sure, but I won't have a play in this one.
2: All right, it's a pass for Alex. Should be a good one with Colorado and Vegas. And that's the look at the Tuesday card. Before we get to best bets, we want to remind you, uh, for all of you watching and listening uh, to the Ice Guys show today, to sign up, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and sign up an account there with the promo code, using the promo code THPN, stands for the Hockey Podcast Network. Get yourself some good deals uh, and uh, and, uh, great bonuses with your wagers through DraftKings, through their app, so make sure you sign up and subscribe or sign up to a DraftKings Sportsbook account uh, using the promo code THPN. All right, let's go to best bets for this uh, Tuesday uh, NHL card. Jimmy, before uh, he left for his appointment, uh, already mentioned he likes the Islanders' Sabers under. Uh, five and a half minus 120 is his best bet. Uh, Alex, where are you going tonight for a Tuesday best bet?
1: Same contest, but I'm going with the first period over one and a half uh, at even money. Like you mentioned, uh, it's a Buffalo team that should have a, a lot more energy uh, early in this contest. And, and like I said, the Islanders have been doing well. They're 11-3 and three to the first period over so far this season. Uh, I don't see why that would change here one bit, especially getting a, a good price at plus 100. So Isles, Sabres, first period over. All right,
2: Islanders Sabers over one and a half plus one hundred even money in the first period for Alex B. Smith a mine. Well, the over was that's about as you talk about over easy. Not talking about eggs. I'm talking about bets. Last night the Columbus Carolina game couldn't have been any easier uh, getting that game over the total by early in the second period. Hopefully it's just as easy tonight with this one. We're gonna go Washington Pittsburgh over 6.5, minus 120, seven straight overs head-to-head with these two teams. All seven of those games getting to seven goals or more in the game. I expect more of the same here. We'll go with Washington-Pittsburgh, over 6.5, minus 120, for my best bet on this Tuesday, uh, Ice Guys show for February 16th. And that will wrap it up. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening to the Ice Guys have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. For Alex P. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll see you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of The Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.